0: Hello and welcome to another edition of Dual Candle Radio with Lenora Sarver. We're going to be doing things a little bit different this week because I really don't want to do the same thing every week. So this week I'm going to be reading off and interpreting Dream Request on the website. So stay tuned in. I'm going to break this up into parts so that everybody has their own select space and gets to enjoy their Dream Interpretation live by me. Be right back. All right, welcome back. Our first bit of dream interpretations is gonna be from Janet. She sent in I had two dreams at once. One was that I was with Kathy the girl I was with in my addiction. She presented me with a check for $635. I will say that it is common for people who, if in your youth or in your past, you've had addictions, especially drug addictions, etc., it is common for an individual to have drug dreams years and years after their addictions. And what I'm sensing here is that this individual was supposed to make something right with you and did not. And in a way, it's coming through in your dream world that there's still an amends that needs to be made. So what I would encourage you to do, especially after having a dream like this from people you used to hang out with whenever you were having addictions, is to lift them up in prayer. Because something could be going on in their own lives. Maybe they just need rescued and shown the love of god so they can receive a transformation and begin living life drug free the second dream that she has here is i was on stage during a benny Hinn service and he told me that i will lay hands heal people and i will prophecy my prayer language language will become fluent okay so this could be just basically a call that um God is putting on you and kind of reminding you through a major head figure that you could possibly have a great deal of respect for. Now, this head figure is also a reminder of how far God could take you if you were to latch on the call and begin, you know, healing people with prayer and then also prophesying. But then whenever it um, right here, it says my prayer language will become fluent. Now you have people who interpret tongues, and then you have people who speak tongues. Um, basically tongues are for the unbeliever and prophecy for the believer. So if a person enters into a church and they see people speaking in tongues, they're going to know that something other than the person is at work there. It's a very spiritual thing. And also there's a time and a place to speak tongues, like, uh, Very rarely do you have someone busting out in the middle of a service. So usually whenever they have people speak tongues, they have interpreters around at the same time to see what sort of edification for the body that is present. And then let everyone glean from those spiritual experiences to enhance them in their personal walk. Now, if you are not activated or operating in the prophetic or in the ability to pray over people to where they receive healing and you get a word um definitely seek out that because that's what this dream is kind of reminding you of is to step into that but then it also has another part to the dream here where i'm not sure if it's connected as the second one but it says i was in my car with my best friend and another woman from church we were in single lane traffic and everyone was moving slowly now right here um, it's very important to take note where you were in the car were you driving were you a passenger and the reason why I say that is because whenever people have dreams about being in vehicles if they are driving then that is an indication that they have um, a good handle and control over their life and where it's headed if they are a passenger then that is an indication that they do not have the kind of control and handle over their life that they desire. So they need to move and gravitate towards getting into a place in their own life to where they have a handle on things, they have a sense of independence, and they can move forward with a sense of confidence. So try to think back where you were in the vehicle with the second dream. And then it says, we were in single lane traffic. Now, this is also a call to get everybody in your sphere, in your group, to get in the same lane, get in their lane. But the lane that God is showing me right now is the narrow path that people need to be treading, not the wide path, because the narrow path is what he takes us down to where, how we commute, how we get through life. That's the lane, so to speak, or the path that God would prefer us to be on because, you know, the path to hell, the lane to hell, so to speak, is very broad and it's very wide. And there's going to be a lot of people going down that path that don't even realize they are, which is kind of scary. So in this part of the dream, I'm actually seeing that everyone needs to figure out what lane they are in in life. Okay, so that's what I'm hearing from this part of the dream. And it also goes on to say, as I was driving, I noticed that there were huge mountains. Um, One of the things that you will notice, especially in dreams, is when you're driving towards mountains, that's usually an indication of a warning. That you're getting ready to tread some terrain that is going to be challenging, it's going to be tough, but you can make it over, you just have to lean on God, for the process to get over the mountain. Now he's not going to lead you to a mountain and not give you enough faith and enough stamina and enough direction to use what he has given you. to Either move that mountain, go around that mountain, or go over that mountain. And then it says, as cars slowly tried driving, planes were coming around the corner, um, cars were blowing up. Now I'm getting, what's unusual is I'm getting a vision now, almost like you were watching a movie or something before this dream. And because this seems kind of bizarre, um, I don't actually see this happening, but what I actually do see that interpretation of that particular part of the dream was basically if you are not on the right path, then you chance getting into extreme danger. So the car's blowing up. Well, could be they were not on the right path. It could be that, like I said earlier, watching a movie, because basically our dreams is going to be like a makeup of your entire day. So if you're watching off the wall movies, or if you're watching something right before bed, or even if you're eating something, that's not registering right with your body and your chemistry that will cause you to have unusual dreams as well. So there's a lot of factors to take into um, recognition as to what they mean. Now it says the cars couldn't decide if they should proceed or not um, because there's no way of knowing when the planes were going to come around the mountains again. Um, I didn't know whether to go or stay stopped. Um, Basically what I see here is indecision. And what I hear the Lord saying about the indecision right here is it has nothing to do really with the cars, with the mountains, with the plains. Is that there's indecisive parts in your life that you're trying to figure out, does God want me to do this? Does God not want me to do this? What should I be doing here? And what I hear God saying right now, as I am reading the last part of the stream, is he wants you to be led by the peace that he has placed over you, So that will let you know as an indicator of which way to go. So you can begin getting out of these states of indecision and begin moving forward. So this is what I hear so far. And I want everyone to know um, who's listening to the broadcast tonight. uh, I did not... Interpret these dreams prior. This is spur of the moment interpretation. Um, i trying to see if God has anything else to say about this. And right now I don't hear anything. But that concludes the dream interpretations for Janet. Be on the lookout tonight after I get everything edited um, to send over a link so you can listen in live to your dream interpretation. Be right back. back for the second person that I'll be doing a dream interpretation for. This person, his name is John. John, I've watched you on Facebook. You are a huge inspiration to people. I don't know if you're aware. Because God is showing me there's such static inside And it's almost as if you always feel like if I was better, or if I did this better, or if I, you know, could excel in this, or do this a little bit differently. And what I hear the Lord saying right now is for you to just realize He loves you just the way you are. And He is using what you feel is. Keeping you from moving forward. He's using those hang ups and those self critical thoughts to inspire other people. And what God is telling me right now is you are a huge inspiration. He's used you to bring smiles to people's faces numerous times, just the way you are. So, God loves you, He's working with whatever you have in your hands right this very second. So, the season, the goal, the mission is contentment. That's the first thing I'm hearing right now. Um, Now, as for your dream, he writes, I am in my back garden. Now, what's so interesting about gardens is Jesus always went to a garden to pray, to get himself geared up for his ministry. There were some really intense prayer times in the garden with Jesus. So God is also calling you to the garden to speak with him, to talk with him, to fellowship. So keep that in mind. That's one of the things that's really screaming out to me looking at this dream interpretation. So it says, I am in my back garden and there is a glider being delivered to me and I'm waiting in the safety of my rear garden. Now a glider, whenever people dream about these things because I don't see an actual glider coming to you unless someone donates it or wants to bless you in this manner. Um, But what this represents is adventure and the feeling of being free. Free from all the limitations that you've lived your entire life with. Free to be adventurous and go and do all the things you've always wanted to do but then you couldn't because of this matter or another matter or somebody wouldn't let you or you couldn't get someone to come with you or, or whatever the case may be just all these hidden dreams and wishes and and desires that people always want to do but then they can't for some reason or another and what I hear God saying about that particular part of the dream is not only does he want you to fellowship in the garden with him but dedicate that garden for a special place with him but then also the glider that he is sending this dream through a gentleman Um, was kind of reminding you hey take off the limitations whatever limitations that could be holding you back from being that adventurous person just go with it ask God to create a circumstance in prayer to help you live out some of these desires that you always wanted to do and it says it's dark windy and the glider is being transported to me by a man who is built like a brick house now what i see now what's really standing out here is the man who is built like a brick house this is something you've always wanted to do and then it says the military uniform is and i'm actually seeing another call to that you've always wanted to possibly be a military member but then i also see um like a lifelong infatuation with planes Um, Anything that takes flight. So I actually hear the Lord saying that build these, you know, build them online, build them models in person. Um, Go and see if someone would actually host you to where you can ride in a plane and actually see everything from high up. You know, whatever you desire, lift it up in prayer and God will surely answer. Just be patient, though and then i also read here in the dream it says he is being blown about but lands safely and smiles at me when the glider is delivered so basically the weather that you're talking about throughout the dream now the weather is a big indicator of the trials and circumstances in people's life so right here is dark windy And then also it says, um, the gentleman, the military suit is actually being blown around. And this could be how you feel in life sometimes where you feel like the world is dark. Things are windy in your life. Um, but with God being your anchor, you know he's going to be your anchor through the storm he's going to be your stability he's going to be your support he's going to be the one there granting you an unexplainable peace as the world roars and, and you're it, actually it'll feel like you're in the eye of a hurricane at times with circumstances because they pile up until god comes through and clears the board so just dig in your heels. Stand on God's promises, and you will see many things come to pass by doing that. And then the very last sentence of the dream, it says, he is a friend I do not know. Actually, I see a lot of people coming forth that they're not necessarily staying in your life. They're only in your life for a time. So they're there to love you, get you to the next level, teach you valuable lessons and just kind of take care of you or watch over you until it's, you know, their time to go. So no particular person will be there forever, but they're just there for the time that God had allowed. But like every other person in our lives, God needs them back one day. So we need to love them the best way we can. So I don't see that you actually know this figure, I see that this figure just portrays an individual that you would always want to be like, or look up to, or grow into eventually. But keep in mind, our physical earthly bodies don't even matter when it comes to heaven. Because once we get to heaven, we won't have to worry about, you know, what these bodies can do or what they can't do. Because no flesh will enter in. So it would be just our spirit. And our spirit has no limitations. No pain. None of that. None of the weight from this world. All that will be carved off, especially whenever Jesus comes back to awaken us on the second coming. So, keep inspiring people keep being that light of the lord to other people and keep smiling through the dark through the windy and while you're getting blowed around keep smiling that concludes the stream interpretation be right back with another one Welcome back for the third Dream Interpretation. This one is for Beverly. She wrote in and said, Dreamed I was in a building, not sure if it was a church, but my brother, pastor, was there and other people. He brought my niece to me, 16 years old, and told her to tell me what God said to her. She proceeded to tell me God told her to tell me something. It was like a warning. And then it says, got the last time. I'm wondering if what she meant was it was like a warning like the last time. But then she proceeds on with, can't remember the words she said, but it was a warning. I said, out of the mouths of babes. I'm sure what she meant was, out of the mouth of babes, is truth. Um, Then she wrote, turn to my pastor which is her brother. And we hugged and loved on each other, but it was like a rejoicing hug. Don't understand this. Can you help me? All right. So normally what I'm seeing in the first sentence is this was like a church setting. Um, God joined me a vision now that it was like a reunion or a get together or a family meeting of some sort. Um, but then God does use you know, the younger generation, the babes of the family, if we, if I must say, to speak truth. Now, what I see for this individual, what God is telling me right now about this young girl is she will have a prophetic anointing on her. So she will kind of know things before they happen and she will be used to warn members of the family. Um, As far as an actual warning, I see that like God is not showing me the exact situation, but what he is showing me is there was a situation that was arising, that was going on the family. Everybody was pulling together, praying and that they found out last minute, God stepped in, delivered them out of the situation. And then everything was good for the moment. Um, the rejoicing hug is what is really sticking out to me because whatever the process was or whatever the situation or circumstance was that he is speaking about here that did not turn out sour like everyone had thought or was trying to pray against. Um, that's not going to be the only time what God's shown me. There's going to be many other times where you're going to have those rejoicing hugs. So just keep that in mind. Um, aside from the dream interpretation for Beverly... You know, I'm seeing there's been a lot of ups and downs in the family. There's been a lot of shock. There's been a lot of loss, a lot of sickness. And what I'm hearing God say now is the fullness of time has come to where he is going to put his hand down over the family. And as I'm seeing this, I'm I'm being led to speak Psalms 91 or the situation as well. But he's getting ready to put his hand down over the family as a source of protection, but at the same time as if to say enough is enough. It is now time for brighter days. It is time for sunshine. It is time for rejoicing. It is time to come out of the dark seasons and into a lighter season, a lighter yoke to be applied. I hear the Lord saying "In on your behalf, enough, is enough it's time to come out, it's time to smile it's time to hold your head high because the God that we serve he is not going to leave you without some form of deliverance he's not going to leave you without some form of resolution, of solution so, take joy in this but, basically I see that with this particular dream, you're centered around what the message was. And what I'm seeing in this is it's not so much what the message was, it's because God is showing you he's going to be using this individual. He is going to be using them to kind of gently put family members back into their place to bring them back to perspective to pull them out of the fog because I don't don't, I've never met this lady I've never met you but what I'm seeing with this little girl is she just has a way of saying a couple words and jolting people into reality bringing them back to a place of clarity so this little girl God uses her to speak let her speak and listen to what God is using her to say because he always selects a messenger out of every family. This is what I've noticed over, you know, doing prophecy and working with family after family all over the world is God has like a designated individual in each family that he has chosen, that he has plucked out, set aside for himself, for his use, for his work to keep the family connected together on track now whether this individual is just praying in their private secret place you know what is done in private will be rewarded out in the open that is how God works so with this individual girl God has a great future for her and as for you Beverly you know, what task God has for you on taking care of this girl is to direct her in His ways of truth. That is His Scripture, not the doctrines of man. I'm talking the doctrines of Christ. What is written in Scripture? Because that is what is going to create the best and the most sturdy foundation anyone can stand on, is reading the actual Word of God. Alright, that concludes the Third Dream Interpretation. Be right back with the fourth. Welcome back to the fourth dream interpretation. This one is for Gail. Um, She writes in and she says this dream is confusing as this is someone not alive. Um, And she puts a dream. I was in a house with my ex-husband of years ago. Everywhere I looked in the house was his belongings, like every closet, whole rooms were his stuff. Everything was filthy, every item, every suit, case or box. He had stuff in full grooms, like equipment. Um, I did not even know what it was. He was selling stuff or doing business with people. I wanted to tell him to leave. Leave by January 1st or January 10th was my birthday. Um, It seemed he did everything from sell little rings to prescription pills if you needed one. I wanted him to leave. In the dream, I wanted him to sit down so I could tell him there was more, but it seemed to go over the same stuff. Now this is interesting because the person is no longer alive, but you're still dreaming about them, and you're wondering why you're dreaming about them. I'm, you know, I, what I'm gathering is you're, and I could be wrong, um, that you're remarried. Um, so what I would have you to do first and foremost is this there's like a to to to-do list that God has given me here for you because what I'm seeing is there's a lot of aggravation there's a lot of lack communication um there's a lot of hidden things that you're unaware of that has been coming out over a period of years um and the hidden things that I'm seeing is stuff that he's hid from you like sneaking around doing things um behind your back, um, which actually caused you to, you know, question his loyalty at times, but then also it seemed just downright shady, but then the, the aggravations that I'm seeing here is the dirtiness, the clutter, you know, I'm, I'm sensing as a part of your character, you don't like that. You like things to be neat in order to where you can find things and that way there's no question there's no crazy mornings where you can't find your keys or your shoes or you know what you need to get out the door on time you know it's just all these little soapboxes boxes that people kind of oh, over a period of time it drives them crazy <clears throat> so they're wondering how am i gonna keep going <laughs> living with this person you know when they do these things Because at first, you know, the honeymoon stage, you you don't really beat people up for squeezing the toothpaste in the wrong place. You know, some people like to roll it up from the end, some people squeeze it in the middle and just mess up everything. It just depends on what your soapbox is. But, you know, if you can realize that you're on the same team and get over the little differences, that would be ideal. But then there's some of us that it just adds to the animosity growing inside. Because if you don't sit down and have those talks at the get-go, and if you let it slide and let it slide, knowing that you're not comfortable with it, that may create animosity. That may just brew storms and issues later on down the road. But the one thing that I'm seeing here, I want to almost say it's a survivor's guilt, but I sense guilt within you. Like, there's something you could have said. There's something you could have done differently. There's, you know, something you could have done to stop how things happened. Maybe you, you know, should have been more of a let your heart lead the way or been more patient or just went about things differently. But here's the raw truth of the deal. You know, this is in the past. You can't go back and change the past. All you can do is focus on today and then set the direction and the goal in your mind for tomorrow to be an even better day. But today is the day according to God. Because, you know, today has got all the stuff. It's efficient. All the worries. Everything is for today. And there's many times that we get caught up in the next couple of days of what's going to happen that we actually end up sabotaging or stealing our joy of today. So the main thing is to focus on being a better person of today. Now, what I would encourage you to do is pray and ask God to remove the dross. Let the dross of the heart, the deep hidden matters of the heart flowed up to the top and let God skim that off for purification. It could be that there's loose ends of the past that just takes a matter of, Lord, there's nothing else I can do about this situation. I lift this situation up into your hands and I ask for your forgiveness as I set out to forgive this individual for whatever it is that they have done, said, or didn't do. Whatever the case, just lift that up, clear your heart, and go from there. Now, here's something else. Because God is wanting me to circle back around. He said, you are going to be required to do spiritual warfare prayer, especially before you go to sleep. Because it could be that there are some things that have, you know, loose ends that are still coming back to remind you, hey, I haven't gone anywhere. You still have to deal with this situation. You still have to come to terms. You got to come to peace and close the page, close that book close that chapter, and move forward. So that is what I'm seeing is the call to this dream. It's not so much that things are coming back to haunt you. It's just, if we get to where we live a very long life, we tend to move forward and in a hurry. And there's so many little details and and rocks in the road along the way that to get overturned that we should have turned back over. And what I hear the Lord saying right now is just take a moment. Steady yourself in his spirit. Proceed forth in prayer. And then put all this behind you. Because this is not your future. This is your past. And here's the thing. The past always comes back and reminds us, Hey, remember this? Remember that? And tries to make you feel guilty and dig up those old dry bones all over again and just stir up all that emotion and all that frustration and aggravation. That is not where God has you right now. So you got to look at that devil and say, Hey, I don't live there anymore. I live here under the wing of the almighty God. And my tomorrow is going to be better than my today. So, with that said, that concludes this dream interpretation. Be right back with the next one. All right. Welcome back to the last dream interpretation of the episode today. This is from Helen. Helen. She writes in, Dearly beloved in Christ, I dreamed that I was paying in the street meter. I'm not sure if it was for parking or dropping mail for post office. And I put my keys in the meter while paying and all my keys went inside with the money. Would you please help me understand this dream? Many blessings to you. Well, Helen, what's interesting is say, for example, if it was a parking meter, Now most of the parking meters here in Cleveland, Ohio just require a couple coins and then you just switch it over and then usually you have a 15 minute limit. Sometimes it's 90 minutes, just depends on where you're at in Cleveland. Um, I am leaning more towards a mailbox because with a post office box or a mailbox, there's always a latch or a door that you can kind of sit down and you can steady it for a minute while you're getting everything ready and piling everything in. And then whenever you go to close it, everything drops down in the bottom. Now, there has been people before that have dropped their ID or something in the post office box. And normally what you would do is write down the box location and the box number and contact the post office closely located to the actual drop box. And they would have to send a worker out to retrieve it, bring it back to the post office, give you a call, or if it happened to happen during you know their business hours, then they would send whatever worker that's closest to the box to come and unlock the box and get your belongings out. Now, spiritually, what I'm seeing here is you've made many deposits into people, and they just took them. They didn't really sew back into you. They didn't honor you. They didn't appreciate you. They didn't say thank you. But then also, along with that, the Lord is also saying that the keys that you once had no longer work. That is time for the new heavenly keys to be dropped down to begin working on the doors from this moment forward. So he's also showing me wine as well. So when pouring wine into a glass, um, and he's also taking me to the parts of Scripture where it says you cannot pour new wine into an old wineskin. So, whenever he upgrades you, you got to use your upgraded tools in order to move forward. So whenever he elevates you, the keys that once worked, that no longer work, are going to have to be traded in, lost, taken for a new set. So be on the lookout for these new sets of keys. Now, there are things about uh, Jesus having the keys to, you know, Sheol and the underworld, I do not see something, you know, replicating that particular part of scripture. Because that's one of the first things that most people gravitate to. Okay, I had a dream about keys. Where where does it talk about keys in the Bible? Well, that's where it talks about keys. But those, trust me, you don't want those keys. <laughs> those, those keys are, um, kind of dangerous (laughs) so we want to stick to what god is showing here you here because basically what i'm getting is you've been wanting to gravitate you've been wanting to elevate and get closer to god and that is definitely on the way he's already creating situations and circumstances for you to grow closer to him but in the same process for you to learn who you are in him What giftings he's put inside of you, what abilities, how your armor is fitting you for what you need for life's battles. So that concludes this dream interpretation for number five for Helen. well, that concludes today's episode. I probably could have gotten in about three more dream interpretations. (laughs) I was kind of hoping to get some long ones in whenever I made the post on my Facebook. So this past Tuesday, because the longer ones, I like to really just dissect those and take it sentence by sentence, line by line, and see, you know, where God takes it. Um, I will say that the ultimate goal that I have to eventually happen, is to be able to do the prophecy and the dream interpretation live in front of people um, on a broadcast where they can actually see that there's nothing in the room but my electronic computer equipment, um, the Bible, the Torah, um, and then usually I have like my little reference tablet that holds all my Wikipedias, my Bible book up, my translations, all that. Um, that's usually all I have in the room. Um, so I'd like to, people to see firsthand that I'm getting my information from God. So when I go into prayer, that's who I'm listening for. Um, so basically they can see for themselves that I'm not a Christian psychic. I am a simple believer who is credentialed into the office of a prophet um, under messianic judaism and that all pagan beliefs stuff like that i don't need it and i would like people to know in advance um, especially those people who are active in those realms who are psychics who are palm readers tarot card readers you know all those people um if you put all that down at the altar and you repent over all that, and then go ahead and leave it at the altar. and let God give you back what He wants you to have. because here's what happens is you'll lay all that at the altar, you'll repent, you'll renounce the power, you'll renounce any kind of bonds or any kind of blood covenants that you came in under any paganism and He gives you something totally new. And I will say that you won't have to look into a crystal ball after that. Basically, you close your eyes and you focus on Yeshua, Jesus, and He gives you the information through the Holy Spirit, the Ruach Hakodesh. Okay? Now, that's way more powerful than what you started out with. Because whenever you're actually projecting into these, I would like to say devices of the devil, then you're giving demonic influence a chance to intercept and give you a message that is not correct. That does not stand the test of time. That does not come out to be true. So just keep that in mind, all you who are active, still doing that stuff, this is what you chance. But whenever we are praying to our Lord Jesus, our Lord Yeshua, there is no interception. He even gives us a spiritual language, which is the gifts of tongues, to where the devil has no idea what you're saying, and you're speaking with your Spirit to God. And unless God has put an interpreter in the room, no one will know what is being said. So, God already knew in advance, and that is His safety protection we have by serving Him. So I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Um, Whether if I do the dream interpretations again, I'm going to leave that up to God, because basically each week before I do a broadcast, I'm actually praying and I'm asking God, okay, what can I do this week? What would you like me to do? And as soon as he drops the idea, he downloads the idea into my spirit, I'm on it. I'm like, all right, Lord, let's do it. So, um, we actually have a couple more weeks where I'm gonna be trying out different things before I actually get a game plan in place. And then I can bring on some co-hosts or some guests or whichever. and then we'll open up the RSS feed and start branching out into more streaming networks. Because right now I'm using Anchor FM to do the broadcast, which goes straight to Spotify. So, contact me open wall, email me on the website, whatever ideas you guys have, I'm open to hear them. But I want to thank you for tuning in this evening to another edition of Dual Candle Radio with Lenora Sarver on Anchor FM. Thank you and have a great night.